Would you please pray with me? Holy love, break open our hearts. Pour out your love into and among us. Let us breathe it in, soak it in. Let your love change us and transform us. And let us hold fast to that holy love. That holy love which is you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. St. Francis is known as the lover of animals. Every year when we celebrate the animal blessing here at church, we call upon St. Francis as we bless dogs and cats, guinea pigs, and yes, even the occasional rat. But some of you might not be familiar with the story of St. Francis and the Wolf of Gubbio. The Wolf of Gubbio, like a wolf envisioned by the brothers Grimm, was a vicious animal. The people of Gubbio lived in terror of this fearsome beast. Children called in to play from the out of doors, folks hurrying home as the sun set. They tried to trap the wolf. With torches and clubs and spears, they hunted this wolf. But the wolf was always just a little bit out of reach. St. Francis saw the suffering of his people, and so one day he took to the woods, determined to meet with this frightening beast, also one of God's beloved. And St. Francis made a deal with the wolf. You will never go hungry again. Every door in Gubbio will be open to you with food if you leave the villagers alone. And so it was. From that moment on, the wolf of Gubbio was a friendly beast. Seen walking alongside St. Francis through the streets of the city, munching on plates of food left out by the town folk, this once menacing creature becoming familiar, known, even beloved. The people were safe. And while this might seem like one of those magical tales told about canonized saints, several years ago they excavated underneath the chapel at Gubbio, and they found the bones of a wolf interred there, laid to holy rest. Now we all have wolves in our lives, pieces and parts of ourselves that we have ignored and starved. Parts of ourselves that snarl and snap. We have not loved our whole selves. Deeming ourselves worthy when, maybe when we lose the weight or get the job or the degree, when we make the team or become partner at the firm, or finally start that business or find that special someone. Or maybe on our dark days, we don't consider ourselves worthy of that love. 
We've internalized lies, maybe ones that we were explicitly told, or maybe ones that have silently seeped into our being, insidiously poisoning our possibility to connect with holy presence that exists within ourselves. To lead with love in the world, first we have to learn to love ourselves. Not for who we will be one day, but for who we are right now. The ways that we currently reflect God's love light. This kind of self-love is love that does not commodify. It does not equate our ability to love ourselves with that laundry list of accomplishments. But it is a quiet self-love that exists in the stillness of our soul, that settles in our enoughness. And it is a love that is revolutionary, that liberates, and that transforms. In 1 Peter, we hear the call to love another as if our life depends on it. And it does. Our lives depend on our ability to love. But unless we feed and nurture, tend and care for our starving, snarling selves, we will turn it outward. Maybe not now, but eventually. Snapping, biting, hurting those who come into our midst because pain begets pain. Leading with love is hard work. It is countercultural and it is imperative. It demands and requires that everything move, that not everything move into some placated peace, but where hard conversations have to be had, the ugly parts of ourselves and the world laid bare, where, we're, where, where we are held accountable and transformation is invited in. In Peter, we go on to read that love makes up for almost anything. Or in another translation, that love covers a multitude of sins. This does not, though, in any way mean that our love hides a sin, sweeping our sins under the rug, pretending that everything is fine when hurt and pain still linger. No, love making up for almost anything or love covering a multitude of sins mean that, means that we have to cover. Like in some academic class, you cover material or another word for that that you address the sins that we commit to ourselves and to others personally and collectively. And we have to cover those sins, exploring, exposing, addressing them, and live lives of love changed in response to them. In the city of Gubbio, the, town people, the townspeople kept what they had to themselves. They didn't envision another way. And the fear that followed literally robbed them of what was most precious, life. 
as the wolf found food where he could, doing as wolves always do. I wonder how often we, like the people of Gubbio, lack the creative imagination of living differently. How often do we follow the prescribed patterns of what to do or who to love or how to be or who we help or when even we open ourselves up enough to admit that maybe we need help too? When do we act that way and when does it maybe rob us too of life? When St. Francis met the wolf, he is breaking open a new way of being in the world where resources were shared. St. Francis, I love, he doesn't suggest that the people of Gubbio go out and build a moat around the city. He doesn't suggest that everybody move out of Gubbio because the streets have become too rough. He doesn't encourage the townsfolk to arm themselves. No, instead, he invited the citizens of Gubbio into a different world ethic, not one of me and mine, but us and ours, not just in human relationship, but with the broader world. It was an ethic of love. Love, not something that is just silly and superficial, but love that is actually powerful and substantive and transformative. Love that changed everything. Peter, is encouraging early Christians to do the same. Be quick to give a meal, give a bed to the homeless, not out of your goodness, but out of God's. Living in this new way is not our doing, but it is a living out of holy love that we also know is God in the world transformative love that demands that we not only play the game by different rules, but maybe that we throw out the game altogether. As author, professor, activist Bell Hooks reminds us, love in and of itself is an act of freedom. She writes, the moment that we choose to love, we begin to move against domination, against oppression. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move toward freedom, to act in ways that liberate ourselves and liberate others. That action is the testimony of love, as the practice of freedom. To lead lives of love, we necessarily have to liberate ourselves, to love ourselves, to feed our little wolf self. But truly loving ourselves also means that we change the systems of this world that deny love to any person. We transform the city of Gubbio from a place of fear and scarcity to a place of communal existence and abundance that Peter and ultimately Christ calls us to. And in this leading lives of love, we truly free ourselves 
And in leading lives of love, we can see God's work lived through our faithful lives. Because what the world needs now, so desperately, is love, sweet love. And as people of faith, as Christians, let us be known by that love. Let it be the marker of our identity. May it be so for you and for me too. Amen.